From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. G'day and welcome to the November 3 edition of WIA National News, the trick-or-treat edition, Halloween. Okay, all the details of many items are coming up and you'll be able to read the addresses when you visit wia.org.au and click the weekly news edition. You can also get an early edition of this news sent as a text direct to your home. All the details on the wia.org.au edition. Now, what will amateur radio be in the future? Are you happy with the way things are now, without giving deep thought how, over the years, amateur radio has truly evolved? First, we had wireless experimenters dabbling in the scientific oddity of spark gap telegraphy. Then came valves, amplitude modulation, radio broadcasting and shortwaves opening up the world, satellites and more. A lot has happened, not to mention television, the internet and the use of a plethora of digital modes and weak signal working. Do visionaries that look to the next 5, 10 or 20 years still exist? A declining number of newcomers can pose a real threat to amateur radio and it could happen here in Australia. An unknowing community has rarely heard of ham radio or thinks we're old-fashioned, bypassed by computer and information technology and does not provide new challenges. Think about how best you can promote amateur radio. Sure, we need to reflect on the past, but we also need to emphasise the now and the future. Our WIA, through its clubs and individuals, has the PR for Amateur Radio Expo in April. Details about it can be read now on wia.org.au and visiting the What's On section. Following the success of the inaugural Rosebud Radio Fest last year, the event will be staged by Spark again this year, Sunday 24 of November, at the Eastbourne Primary School. That's in Albambi Avenue, Rosebud. Tables are still available at $10 each for the sale of new or pre-owned equipment. Visit their website to book a table. A show-and-tell feature will be included again this year and will be open from 8.30am while the doors to the main sale area, they don't open until 10. Technical forums will be held with interesting topics such as getting started on moon bounce, electromagnetic radiation, VSWR meter calibration, latest information from ACMA and a display by ICOM of the IC7100. The event has full catering, there's plenty of off-street parking, there are great door prizes, and the entry fee is only $6 with under-12s free. Talk-in will be held on VK3RSP, that's the 146.675 repeater, so make sure you get to Rosebud, November 24. NTARC saves the day. Some weeks back, NTARC received a help call from Linda Emery. Now, Linda is the properties manager for Encore Theatre Company, Launceston. She was on a quest associated with their next production, Annie. She was seeking the loan of an old radio with a preference for a cathedral-style echo as such for Daddy Warbuck's mansion. Lewis VK7FLPL came to the rescue. He had in his position an old-weathered Crosley CR82 cathedral design replica, and that fitted the bill, so to speak. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, reminding you that tomorrow, November the 4th, is the first Monday of the month, and therefore time once again for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin. This month we have an item on the first radio experiments in Western Australia 
and some details on Wally Coxon, VK6AG, widely regarded as the father of wireless in WA. The two principal HF transmissions are on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband. The first, at 0100 UTC, is beamed north from Melbourne for Eastern States listeners, while the second, one hour later, at 0200 UTC, is beamed westward for WA listeners. Also at 0200 UTC, Barry, VK6 Whiskey Foxtrot, will be transmitting the bulletin on 40 metres, on 7060 kHz lower sideband. Although this is intended mainly for West Australian country listeners located beyond our linked repeater coverage, it may well be heard by South Australian listeners too. As well as these transmissions, throughout the day, numerous local transmissions take place on various HF, VHF and UHF frequencies. To find a local transmission for your area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au. Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen to this interesting half-hour of old-timer news, stories and anecdotes, and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the November REOTC Bulletin can be heard tomorrow, and everyone is most welcome to listen in and to call back afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. It's all happening in preparation for Amateur Radio's big day out. The Wyong Field Day, February the 23rd, 2014. The latest traders who have confirmed they are coming are Andrews Communications, RF Solutions and JCAR. Forms have been sent out to all the usual traders. We expect they'll be coming in soon to grab the limited space available. New traders are always welcome. So if you're a trader looking to take part in the largest Australian amateur radio event of the year, please send an email to ccarc at ccarc.org. .au quickly so that you don't miss out and are sent the form and price list. If your local amateur radio store isn't usually at Wyong, why not go along and give them a nudge to see if they're interested, then get them to drop an email to the CCARC to get the details. The more the merrier, but we do have limited space, so be quick. The seminar program is just awaiting confirmation of the last lecture, so I should be able to give you that next week. For 2014, the CCARC will run a one-day foundation training course on Saturday the 22nd and assessments for all grades of licence will be run on the Sunday, this year by the CCARC team rather than AR and SW. What a great opportunity to get into the hobby. Take the training, pass the exam and then buy everything you need to get on the air at the field day. Amateur radio in a weekend. Please contact the CCARC Education Coordinator, Chris Lobb, either via email as vk2yychris at gmail.com or direct to his mobile 0482 239 413 for full details and to register for the course and or an assessment. 73 till next week. This is Ed. 
VK2JI, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast ARC. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service in VK5. It can be heard on VK5RLZ on 439.975 MHz at 0900 hours Sunday. It is also relayed to the northern rural area on 2 metres on 145.000 MHz and on 160 metres on 1.843 MHz. I'm Alan, VK5, Mike Alpha Kilo. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F-call? Amateur radio is a social experience, an activity that invites and thrives on communication. As a participant in the hobby, either recent or long-standing, there are many amateurs around who share your interests and can participate with you in your exploration of what amateur radio means to you. These people who share your experiences are your own little amateur community, and while it's safe to stay with those, you might consider that the hobby is a gateway into a wide range of experiences and disciplines, so your little view on the world is likely to benefit from interacting with new people. As is common in our society, this time of year is traditionally used for reflection, and in my thinking about amateur radio, I'm using this time to reflect on the things I've learnt and the people I've met over the past 12 months. I've started with Morse, done some serious contesting, met a whole host of amateurs from around the country, built a magnetic loop antenna, built my first electronics kit, learnt about software-defined radio, started learning about transmission lines, remembered to enjoy myself and helped with all manner of club activities throughout the year. The thing I remember most is spending time with other amateurs and sharing the twinkle in their eye as they tell about their endeavours and contraptions. What do you reflect on in amateur radio? I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot, Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. South Africa, Remembrance Day Service, Sunday 10th of November. On Sunday 10th of November, the SARL will transmit the annual Remembrance Day service as part of Amateur Radio Today, starting at approximately 10.40 local South African time. All radio amateurs are requested to observe radio silence during the service as a mark of respect for those who lost their lives in service of their country. The service will be conducted in both English and Afrikaans by Zulu Sierra 6, Juliet Romeo Kilo. In the United States, American Legion takes to airwaves to salute veterans. Indianapolis Legionnaires will honour their fellow veterans in a special on-the-air tribute on Veterans Day, November 11th. That's when members of the American Legion Amateur Radio Club will operate using the special event call sign Whiskey 9 Lima on 20 metres, 2 metre simplex, a central Indiana repeater, and connect worldwide via IRLP. Frequencies in use will include 14.275 MHz upper sideband on 20 metres and IRLP node 4816. For those who make contact with Whiskey 9 Lima, they'll be eligible to receive an attractive full-colour commemorative certificate. 
Still in the United States, Erin King, AK4JG, named one of the world's 50 smartest teens. Congratulations goes to 2012 Amateur Radio Newsline Young Ham of the Year Award winner Erin King, Alpha Kilo for Juliet Golf, who's been named one of the 50 smartest teens in the world by thebestschools.com. Erin was selected for this honour because of her early acceptance to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology and then her hacking of the acceptance letter tube. This she converted into a spacecraft payload that she flew to over 90,000 feet. Once recovered using APRS tracking, Erin took the video captured by the onboard GoPro camera and produced a stunning documentary of the creation of the payload and the actual flight itself. Hams in Bahrain celebrate Arab Cycling Championship. Ham radio operators in the Kingdom of Bahrain have been on the air in celebration of the 2013 Arab Cycling Championship being held in that nation. A special event station Alpha 91 Alpha Charlie Charlie was active and all QSLs go via Italy Zulu 8 Charlie Lima Mike. Planners say participation by ham radio operators in this event showed the increasing interest in amateur radio in the Kingdom of Bahrain. Apple versus European Parliaments on proprietary connectors. Apple may be forced to abandon its proprietary 30-pin dock charger, at least on the other side of the Atlantic, if European politicians get their way. This after members of the European Parliament's Internal Market Committee voted unanimously for a new law mandating a universal mobile phone charger. The members of the European Parliament want all radio equipment devices and their accessories, such as chargers, to be interoperable to cut down on electronic waste. Germany's member of European Parliament, Barbara Wheeler, says she wants to see an end to what she terms as cable chaos. This is not the first attempt to set a standard for universal phone chargers. In 2009, the European Commission, the International Telecommunications Union, and leading mobile phone manufacturers drew up a voluntary agreement based on the micro-USB connector. However, Apple, which sold 9 million units of the iPhone 5 and 5Cs in just three days, has not adhered to the agreement despite signing up with it. When driving around the Central Coast, don't forget the CCARC's full range of digital and analogue VK2 RAG repeaters, available for all radio amateurs to use. And if it's Sunday at 10am, the WIA broadcast will be loud and clear on our 146.725 and 53.725 repeaters in perfect FM quality. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4 FUQ. WIA Spring VHF UHG Field Day, weekend of November 23-24. WIA Summer VHF UHG Field Day, 11-12 January. WIA John Moyle Field Day, weekend March 15-16. WIA VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, May 3. WIA Remembrance Day, the RD Contest, August 16 and 17. Awards. VK3 National Parks Want Your Contact. So far, 22 different Victoria National Parks are available for the annual activation. Many others are ready for this month's event just to work the many portable stations or to qualify for an award. Among the 26 venturing out portable is John Williams VK2 AWJ of Golgol, just north of Mildura. He will be in the Terry Terrick and Greater Bendigo National Parks. Most active in this third annual event from eight different locations is regular Peter Fraser, VK3ZPF. The event has attracted 26 from VK2, VK3 and VK5. 
who will operate under the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award rules. More intended operations are most welcome. Choose any of Victoria's 45 national parks, including those already listed. Listen for them on November the 15th to the 17th and check the master list of locations and times on the Amateur Radio Victoria website. Special event stations, DX and Beacon and Net Advice. VI 100 ACT, Centenary of Canberra, capital of Australia. Canberra Ridge and Amateur Radio Club members are activating special event call until December 31, LF through to VHF using multiple modes. More information at www.qiz.com forward slash db forward slash vi100act. First and only 2 meter DXCC in Southern Hemisphere. The first and the only 2 meter DXCC ever issued in the Southern Hemisphere is said to have been awarded to Bob Macquarie, ZL3TY, with 102 countries confirmed. Bob's preferred activities include DXing 2 meters and EME, primarily the 2 meter band. The ARRL DXCC desk has announced that the 2013 T6 JR operation from Afghanistan has been approved for DXCC credit. Cars are now being accepted for that one. VI6 WA100, a special event call sign, is on air to celebrate the centenary of organised amateur radio in Western Australia. In October 1913, the Perth Radio Club, then changed to WIA VK6 division a few years later, held their first meeting. The call VI6WA100 will be on the air till year's end. D2CT is on the air from Angola till November 15, operating PSK31 and Ritty on 20 through 10 metres, including the WARC bands. QSL via CT2HPM. Bill, who has operated from a number of countries in the Pacific Ocean area, has returned to the South Cook Islands until 9th November. He has reactivated his E51NAU call sign on all bands 160 to 10 metres using CW only. QSL's go via his home call N7OU. Belgium. This year is the 32nd time the special event radio station ON4CLM has been used. CLM stands for Canadian Liberation March, a 33-kilometre march that the Canadian troops did in Holland to liberate Kanoki in 1944. For this 32nd edition, they are granted the use of the special prefix OQ instead of ON, which means you will hear OQ4CLM on the air this year. The event takes place till November the 15th. P29NO-JA2VQP, East Civic Province, Papua New Guinea, on the air to January 2015, whilst volunteer teacher at Divine Word University, WEWAC, CWSSB and RITI. British Railways Amateur Radio Society GX4 LMR over the rest of the year will be marking the 45th anniversary of the end of steam on the British Railways Network. This will be taking place thanks to BRARS member Mark Proctor, who will be transmitting from his home QTH near Preston, which was the very last bastion of steam of August 1968. Obviously a very special QSL card has been produced for this event. The A4GBA is operational as C91GBA from Mozambique until December 15th. Activity will be on all HF bands using SSB with 100 watts into a dipole. QSL direct via EA4GBA. 5P14EHC. Danish special event call sign 5P14EHC between January the 1st and the 31st, 2014. This activity is to celebrate Denmark hosting the European Handball Championship for Men event in January. 
For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. At the Q News workbench in a you after some cheapies but goodies for construction, well, Amateur Radio New South Wales will hold their next trash and treasure at the VK2WI Dural site Sunday, November 24 from 9.30am. You can check major items on offer at arnsw.org.au. And following the trash and treasure will be the homebrew and experimenters gathering. Over in the UK, we're looking at the intruder watch, the enforcement zone, and United Kingdom's communications regulator, Ofcom, has published some new information about putting an end to pirate radio operations. Basically, it would seem they appear as if they want to license these stations. Currently, in London alone, there are over two dozen pirate stations operating in the 88 to 108 meg FM broadcast band. Many operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so are not exactly difficult for Ofcom to locate if they wish to do so. Hear what Ofcom has to say about the situation in its own words at their website. You'll find that, as you will with all URLs and addresses and phone numbers, etc., in this edition of WIA National News, when you read the text edition on wia.org.au. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. I'm Brian VK3GR with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News, beginning with ATV. Digital TV, DVBT transmitter dongle. We radio hams have been using USB DVBT dongle receivers for some time. A new dongle takes it one step further and provides transmit capability. The UT100C is claimed to be able to transmit DVB-T digital TV across 50 to 950 MHz and 1200 to 1350 MHz in 1 kHz steps. The output is only 1 mW, so an amplifier for the appropriate band would be required. Dmitry Pashkov, UB4UAD, reports that the amateur radio slow-scan television experiment on the International Space Station has been active on 145.800 MHz FM. All you need to do to receive the SSTV pictures from the space station is to connect the audio output of a scanner or amateur rig via a simple interface to the sound card on a PC or an Apple iOS device and tune it to 145.800 You can even receive pictures by holding an iPhone next to the radio's loudspeaker. To Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Final Frontier. Astronaut Rick Mastraccio, KC5ZTE, to geocache the ISS. It's the travel bug that's taking the global geocaching community on a rocket ride to space. Whether you're in Mexico or France, Australia or Korea, you're primed to join the geocaching community in celebrating the spirit of exploration. There are more than 800 geocaching in space events scheduled around the world. Those who attend the event caches on either November 6th or 7th this year earn the geocaching in space souvenir. Join the adventure and watch the launch live as astronaut and radio amateur Rick Mastraccio, KC5ZTE, packs the travel bug along with his six-month mission aboard the International Space Station. He'll use the travel bug as a tool to teach students back on Earth about geography and science. Ferrari of space to soon deorbit. A European Space Agency scientific research satellite dubbed the Ferrari of space, based on its sleek, finned look, will shortly run out of fuel and fall to Earth after a successful mission. 
Launched in 2009, the Gravity Ocean Circulation Explorer orbits at an extremely low altitude of just 160 miles, where there are still some molecules of atmosphere. While no exact date could be given, controllers say that fuel will be exhausted by early or even the beginning of November, at which time most of the 17-foot-long spacecraft will break up and burn when it tumbles into a denser portion of the Earth's atmosphere. To worldwide special interest groups, IOTA. A team led by Joppy, YB8XM, plan activity from Bandar IOTA OC-157, Indonesia, between the 10th to the 15th of November. Plans are to be QRV on 40 to 10. A rare IOTA. Further info can be found at oc175.blogspot.co.uk. To International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, the ILLW nears its first 100, with 20 countries already. The annual International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend in August is looking to be another success. Germany has 26, followed by Australia on 24. Between them, they've half the tally that so far stands well over 90. Who will be the prestigious 100th registration? I don't know, but for more information or to register, check out the website illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Military. Royal Air Force Permanent Special Event Station. The United Kingdom's Royal Air Force Station, G3ELV, and the Royal Air Force Signals Museum Station, GB4SMH, are operational under a permanent special event permit, effective November 1st. Normal operating times for both locations will be 1000 to 1600 local UK time on each Tuesday and the first Saturday of each month. When you make contact, please QSL only via the Bureau. To Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Weiss and Vic needs another seven operators for Saturday the 16th of November. The rally organiser has requested seven radio points within one of the stages, that's in addition to the start and finish controls, so for those positions there's no packet required, just operators who can track the vehicles as they whiz past and transmit the info via 2 metres voice. Contact Chris at Weiss and Vic. His home QTH number is 5127-5656. Finally, special interest groups, VHF and above. A quick reminder of the second annual VK3 Microwave Test Day, Sunday the 10th of November, starting at 10am. The venue is the EMDRC Club Rooms and Grounds at 13A McCubbin Street, Burwood, with field testing of portable microwave systems and an informal microwave homebrew show-and-tell. After the sausage sizzle lunch, there'll be a 10-gig EME attempt. All welcome to attend. And most of the equipment is homebrew, to a large extent. And that's always something interesting to have a look at, just to see what other people have done. That's all from me, Brian, VK3GR, signing off. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Central North area, it can be heard on the VK5 RH repeater, 146.925. At 9am Sunday, I'm Brett, VK5ZII. Rewind. Now finally this week in our Rewind section, October marked the beginning of a celebration in New Zealand of the earliest days of DX. Now courtesy of Amateur Radio Newsline, Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF has the details. After World War One, and with the relocation of radio amateurs to the supposedly useless shorter wavelength bands, an amazing period of radio exploration took place. Ham radio operators all over the world soon realized that far from being useless, these wavelengths allowed communication over longer distances than previously thought. 
Amateurs in New Zealand were among those at the forefront of this activity, with the first ZL to Australia QSO in April 1923. This was followed by what were then world record distance QSOs between New Zealand and Argentina in May 1924, New Zealand and California in September 1924, and Connecticut on the U.S. East Coast just weeks later. And then the ultimate early ZLDX contact of Frank Bell, Z4AA, and his QSO with Cecil Goiter, G2SZ, in London, England, on October 18, 1924. To commemorate the 90th anniversary of the record-breaking activities of these early pioneers of amateur radio, ZM90DX will be on air between October of this year through October 31st of 2014 on all bands 1.8 MHz to 1.2 GHz and beyond, using all modes. Activated by the Kiwi DX Group, which is an informal group of DXs and contest enthusiasts, ZM90DX will be used by stations around New Zealand and a special commemorative QSL card will be available as well as an award program for contacts with this nation during this period. Not only will ZM90DX be active at expected times and on expected bands, but in the spirit of those early pioneers, the operators will also be calling CQ on bands and in directions one may not necessarily expect. This with the intention of exploring the boundaries of radio propagation. Alrighty, the final final. And let's just redirect you to last week's edition of WIA National News. Especially if you're looking for a career in radio or television broadcasting on the engineering side, because on there you will find that address all the details that you need if you wish to take part in an apprenticeship with Southern Cross Osterio. It's in last week's edition of WIA National News, that one being October 27. Alrighty, now what's left in November? November the 2nd, of course, that was the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest. Today, November 3, it was the NCRG car boot sale and also the Hamfest Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society. On November 10 in VK2, it's Amateur Radio New South Wales Radio Fest at Dural. The Microwave Test and Tune Day happens in VK3, November 10, while also in VK3, November 10, Yarra Valley Hamfest at the Gary Cooper Pavilion. November 15 to 17, Victoria National Parks Weekend. And it all wraps up in November with the big one, the Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club's Rosebud Radio Fest. So, until we see you here next week or at one of those ham fests in VK4, 5 or 6, I'm Graham VK, 4BB, Walk Softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.